Hey, and welcome to My Vagina Hurts, a podcast putting a new spin on the phrase, my head hurts. Because let's be honest, sometimes what life throws at you when you're a professional mother, partner, and friend doesn't just make your head hurt. Are we professional podcast producers? No. But do we have a reputation for oversharing in public? Yes. So join us, your hosts, Kelly Cummins, Courtney Laverdane, and myself, Devin McNally, as each week we release a new episode on topics like what babies did to our sex life, how women's organizations are mostly cults, and how bad sex can lead to death. You know, all the topics your grandma told you never to bring up at the dinner table. Well, hello and welcome to My Vagina Hurts. I'm Devin. I'm Kelly. I'm Courtney. And ladies, the time has come. It's the end of season one, and it's time for us to take a look back at, I would say, the whirlwind of launching this podcast yeah, and getting it off the ground. It's an appropriate yeah. description. That is a description. <laughs> yeah, I will say time has really flown since you know we talked about it to actually launching it to to this moment here. But, you know, for our listeners, this is our last episode for season one. But don't worry, we will be back on August 2nd with season two. So we're just going to be taking the summer to sort of record some really great content, go through some back end stuff and business stuff. And we're going to get into all that just so you guys know what's going on. But I really think when we really think about this, the idea for My Vagina Hurts started in early 2022 mm-hmm. when we were like, oh, we should just do this podcast. It was sort of a joke, <laughs> um, but it really didn't come to fruition until August of 2022, mm-hmm. where we were like, okay, this is it. We're going to do it. We talked about it based on all the conversations, what are at Supper Club, you know, group chats questions our friends would bring us or comments that were made. We had so much to talk about in general. We figured, you know what? I bet you other people want to hear some of these answers. So to get started, let's take a look back at this season. We've recorded 19 episodes, but we'll have released 17. There's some audio (laughs) that never needs to see the light of day. (laughs) countless hours of time that we've put in recording, editing, building, tears, frustration, and laughter. Tons and tons of laughter. So with that, from an episode standpoint, I'm going to ask you what your favorite episode is and why. But first, I'm going to give you my answer. Mine was in our first launch. We launched three episodes at our first go around. And episode number three, let's talk about sex. Baby was by far my favorite episode we recorded and my favorite to listen to still. Um, I still think it's a relevant topic. I still think the conversation was so organic when we talked about our sex postpartum life, pre-baby, lack of sex during pregnancy <laughs> and everything in between. But what about you guys? What was your favorite episode? Kelly? Mine were the Vagina Scaries episodes. I think that they not only are a good balance of like funny and serious, you got like all of our, the three of our candid reactions to those stories. Uh, We learned something new, I think in each one of those. Um, But the purpose of this podcast is to really share what we think about all of these different things to other people. So then to have it shared back to us through these stories and then Mm -hmm. talk about it is really just validating the whole reason why we wanted to do this in the first place. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. 
the fact that like, you know, being a woman and a mother, working mom, especially, it's just so, it feels really isolating. And to know through humor with these stories that like, we're not alone. And we, even though we all have a little bit of that, like cringe in our past and current lives, it's really what makes us all human and really brings us all together. So I'm really looking forward to having more of those stories submitted in the future and doing more Vagina Scaries episodes as we go forward. I really, I I loved, of course, both of the episodes, well, all the episodes that you two both like, but my favorite, just from a while we were recording standpoint and where it went for me was the go hug yourself episode. Um, That was like a long night. I was really (laughs) invested in solving this mystery of who owns International Women's Day. Yeah. And it's something that floats through my mind still every once in a while. (laughs) I have so many unanswered questions. We need to find an investigative journalist (laughs) so we can get to the bottom of that because I I know there's a story there and I think we might have to revisit it. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking (laughs) about that too when I was reflecting back and was like, that was a really great episode. We do need to go and do a like part two of that. And maybe for next International Women's Day, we'll have like a full report of what we investigated. This this might be the road that takes us to our next (laughs) country. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I, especially because I just started going down conspiracy rabbit holes of uh, with female hygiene products and things like that. Mm-hmm. We could probably dig up a lot. Um, what was your least favorite episode? I had a harder time reflecting on this one because I really enjoyed every aspect of every episode, even the ones where the audio was shitty or we kind of talked in circles. But if I had to pick one, it would be Um, episode nine, which is the get inside our vaginas. I think we had a really good time with that episode and we, because we had five bottles of wine in us (laughs) in in retrospect, there was probably a better way that we could have gone about structuring that conversation um, so that we weren't talking in circles. Not that I don't think we should talk about sex and get into the nitty gritties of what we talked about, but more how we structured that specific episode. Um, And really, yeah, like I said, way too many bottles of wine with mics in front of us. <laughs> I agree that it this was a hard one for me because I obviously the reason that we chose the topics we chose to talk about is because we had a, a probably 100 item long list of topics when we first started to plan the podcast and for these, you know, dozen and a half to make it to the top meant that they were very important to all of us. So I would probably say that the only way I can choose a least favorite episode is the ones that we had technical difficulties on. And that was kind of early on when we were getting our audio sorted and everything. And we've learned so much, Um, but I just love everything that we've put out as far as the content is concerned. Yeah, I would say, um, although episode nine, I still barely can listen to, um, (laughs) it makes me incredibly uncomfortable to know that that is, uh, out in the open I would say episode seven which we delayed releasing because of the technical difficulties and the audio quality that we had um is probably my least favorite but I think we'll get into some of that um with the next few questions I'm going to ask you guys so looking back at all the work we've put in all the work that goes into it 
you know, what or how was it adding this project to your normal daily life as working mothers, as partners, you know, what was it like for you guys at the beginning and now? Well, I'd like to jump in here because this has actually been coming up a lot and I'm trying to deal with it with my numerous therapists and counselors that I have this issue that my my stress response is to add more things and I have not figured out why that is. It has always been the case. I think it has something to do with um, when I start to get overwhelmed with something, if I start something new that I can be good and excited about then I can kind of forget about the hard part of the other projects that I'm working on. Um, And, you know, when I list, especially to maybe people who don't have kids or people whose kids are maybe grown or older, or even, you know, I've had counselors who don't have kids and I list all the things that I do, they're in complete shock. And to me, it doesn't feel that way. (laughs) But when I start to say all the things, it's, it's really ridiculous. So I was pumped to add this project because I've been wanting to get into podcasting forever. And so I was very, very excited. But of course, it takes a lot of time. I think what's different about this and kind of good and bad for my schedule personally is because my kids are young, I don't necessarily and I'm not really a nighttime person. So I typically am available in the evening. So we would get together and record in the evenings. And that didn't feel like I was taking time away from anything else because I would normally be like sleeping. Um, But it was just one more thing that I had to add to my already busy schedule. And I was happy to do it. But, you know, just like everything, you have to get organized. Yeah, I yeah, I have similar uh reflection. It was the good and the bad. Um there were days that I was just exhausted and having to rally to record and especially we do most of our recording in the evenings was I felt like my head was disconnected from my body at times and was like what am I even saying? Am I going to bring anything of value to this conversation? Um and my calendar for the past 6 months has been more full than ever. So the juggling act of kid and life and work and, you know, different other social obligations were all, you know, constantly shifting things around. But, um, but on the other hand, on the good side, I really loved how it forced us to spend time together. And Mm -hmm. I was really worried at the beginning that this would scheduling our conversations would become more like a chore than us having a friendship. And, I never, as it went on, I never felt like it became that. Like I would, I enjoyed and looked forward to it every time spending time together. And um, I think something that we did do a good job of is we kept our supper clubs separate from the podcast. We still mm-hmm. had our like no mic conversations, which, you know, solidified our friendship, but it also gave us more to talk about when we did put the mics in front of us. Yeah. I think that was actually really important because I was worried when we first started really getting into recording and found that we didn't necessarily have time to schedule supper clubs. I was like, oh no, I really hope that we haven't, you know, scheduled ourselves out of this one. Literally, this is that supper club is the only thing that I have. Like I don't have to hang out with anyone else. Supper club is the only time that I get to say I'm having a girls night with some friends and I can just chill out. So I was really nervous and apprehensive about 
losing supper club in lieu of scheduling podcast stuff. It's so funny you guys say that because I I was by far the most anxious out of the three of us to start this because I did know that it was going to be a lot of time and effort and I wanted to do it, but I was like, how am I going to pull this off effectively? Um, and I wanted to condense Supper Club. Like I was like, well, I have to be efficient here. So like I can't have 700 meetings with you guys in for in-person or virtually or not and dinner. But I do also have other social obligations with different groups of friends that are relatively consistent or we try and make consistent. I have play dates with other mom friends, with Lucy. And so my calendar was booking with like activities in general that were not about like me and self-care, even if I got something out of them with whoever I was interacting with, but it still required a pretty full look. And then my own family stuff, as you guys both know, we have family birthdays every month. We have Sunday dinner all the time. Like the calendar just books up. And then all of a sudden I'm like left running on empty all the time. And I got really nervous, but I appreciated you guys forcing that separation because it does make a difference. And I probably organically wouldn't have wanted to do that. I would have said, well, we're meeting five times this month. I can't do six. Like, you know, that, that organically would have been, I'm going to condense and consolidate all of this. So I do appreciate that. I do think it was a learning curve of, and I still am not great at it. I think I anticipated being able to balance work like stress better than I do. I don't work late long hours that much anymore, but I carry it into the night, which impacts everything else. So I think that's probably the hardest part is where's the separation? How do I not make the podcast about work related, you know, anxiety the whole time? And I, I do appreciate you making time for us. <laughs> I will say it's funny because the difference is um, with you specifically, Devin, is that um, me and Kelly did not grow up here in Metro Detroit. So we don't have our ex- entire extended family. Like my parents are here and they just moved here to help us with the children. But it's like our entire extended families don't live here. We don't have friends from our, our entire life you know, span who live here and Mm -hmm. you do. So I can imagine that, you know, if I kind of think of all those pieces, if my entire extended family were here and I was in a place with where all my friends also lived here too, one, I probably would have never met you guys because I wouldn't have needed the things that I was looking for. And so I'm thankful but I also understand from your standpoint that you are just like have so much more. Because if I think about that, you know, if my if all my extended family were here, I would never see anyone because we have a very large family and we're always doing stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's a juggling act, regardless of the stage of life you're in. And you you go through seasons, you know, with everybody. But there's a consistency with my core group of friends, you guys included, that I want to maintain. And that requires work. That requires commitment. And it's one of those things that I'm, I would never want to lose. So you have to constantly be pushing yourself to go, no, we have to do it. We have to commit because it's so easy to revert and become like a hermit within your own bubble. I could do that tomorrow if I really wanted to, or I just shut everybody up because if I get overwhelmed, I tend to shut down and just go insular. 
Um, what would you guys say something that you learned that was unexpected when it came to the actual producing part of this podcast or the getting the brand and everything off the ground? Um, well, I'm going to give you two different perspectives on this because I know what you're asking and the answer you want, but I'm going to give my uh, reflective yeah. answer first. Um, so I did most of the editing and I really enjoyed that part of the process. I think just the accomplishing of a task and checking it off my list was really satisfying. So there's that. But then I really also enjoyed listening back to the conversations as I was editing it and pretending like it wasn't us. Um, <laughs> it's not every day you get to have conversations with your friends that are recorded and listen back to them. And for me personally, I learned so much about the way that I think and how I articulate my thoughts and opinions and emotions and all of that. And then listening back to the two of you and hearing your perspectives, I heard you different the second time around. And so um, what I really took away from all of that is, you know, on the day-to-day -day basis, we have so many conversations with people. And I think we all work really hard to be present in those conversations, but this experience really made me realize I need to be even more present and think, not think as much about what I'm going to be saying in the next moment or how I'm going to react to something that you're saying to really just listen so I can get the full uh, reaction, emotion, opinion, perspective that you're bringing to the, to the moment. And that's just not with you guys, you know, with everybody. And I think that's something that we can all take away from that. Um, but Devin, to give you the answer I know you're looking for, um, <laughs> I am really proud of us for doing this with no financial investment at all. I think um, we stuck through it, even though we didn't get any financial return. I think we learned what's really necessary in order for this to like, quote unquote, blow up. Um, we need more pro promotion, professional audio, more structure, more prep work instead of just winging it. I think those episodes were more impactful when we took the time ahead of time. Um, I think the more personal we can get, the more vulnerable we can get, the better it will be. So basically that just comes down to like more, like we need to, we can elevate and um, be more, but, and while making money is great. And I hope that at some point we can monetize our efforts here and have something come of this. I'm really impressed that we pulled it off and followed through and stay committed with each to each other without that monetary you know, payback. I mean, we did this with zero experience, totally <laughs> it, figuring it out as we go. And it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty fucking fantastic. I like both those answers, Kelly. Thanks. <laughs> what, about, what about you? Yeah. So, so my answer is also the same where I have kind of a personal reflection, but then also the answer to kind of the technical question about um, producing it and getting it off the ground. What I found the most insightful. And I, I really feel like this came out more in the podcast than it had with the, you know, many, many months of supper clubs that we had been having is really understanding all three of our drastic difference in opinions on so many things. And what I find interesting is that a lot of times when you have friends, even close friendships, when you don't have something like a podcast with a specific topic to discuss, you kind of talk about things and you might know offhand what your friend thinks or feels about something, but you don't truly know. And for us to have these conversations every week, I got to really see how 
all of us feel about specific topics and how different that is from each other. And I found that to be really difficult, interesting, difficult at times, but ultimately it's all such a good learning experience, right? Part of, I think, what society as a whole is always complaining about is that, you know, we don't understand each other. But that is very difficult to accomplish. I mean, we have been friends for years now. And even just getting into this podcast, I learned things about both of you and the way you view the world and the way you think about things that we probably would have never even gotten to had we not done this podcast. So I find that to be really interesting. Um, And then, you know, as far as producing the podcast and getting it off the ground, I kind of expected it to go pretty much how it did with the good and the bad. I I really, you know, I knew we could pull it off. I believe that we did a lot more than a lot of people when they're first launching a podcast because of all three of our very specific technical backgrounds. Um, so that I knew would we would be able to pull it off. I wasn't worried about that. And I also knew the fatigue would come. And I think that I wish we had done a better job of kind of thinking about what is the life cycle of this season going to be. And so we could look out toward an end date because I don't think we did. And then we all felt fatigued with no end end date of our season. (laughs) That's a fair statement. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, And and then my my one more thing. So my last piece is personally, obviously I have a lot of opinions about everything. Um, But one of my major learnings is that as I speak and give my opinions on the podcast, I definitely realized that I would like in general to be a little more well-researched and read about (laughs) the things that I say, because it's like, I'll have an opinion about something and then I'll go, oh, but I don't really know the background to this. And I think every, you know, so many people, obviously everyone has an opinion, but to get to that place where you have that self-reflection, that doesn't always show up. Even for me, it usually never does. I'm like, "Ah, I don't need to know. I can just have my opinion. But knowing that I was speaking to other people through this platform, I really wanted to be researched in my opinions. Yeah, I echo that for sure. I think that that's what I mean by, you know, moving forward, I'd love for us to be, um, more researched and structured, not just winging it so that we can bring that next level of insight um, and have our own like aha moments in the process. Yeah, I think um, both of what you guys said, it's super interesting to me. Courtney, you referenced like you learned just a little bit deeper about Kelly and I through this process and like how we work and how we communicate. And I also found that incredibly interesting because we have worked together on the board where we were working on projects to get things off the ground. And in this context or in this project specifically, it was so different and so much deeper, mostly because it was full circle like we got emotionally invested in the content as well as the execution of it and there was a lot of learning throughout that of just how we um not only work on a project but also how much emotion we had invested in it came through on all fronts which i think is great you know that means everybody was sort of bringing something to the table and willing to put everything on the table i think that is what made this work but it was unexpected for me. I think I came into it going, well, we've done stuff like this before. We've worked together before. This is not 
this can't be that different. And it's so different. And then from the producing part of it, I have produced audio stuff before. I knew that part was going to be really uh, more complex than we were really ready for. But without the financial investment, I was interested to see how we pulled that off. And luckily, Kelly, you wanted to do the editing because when I edited some of those, I was like, I can't do this. I, there's no way. I don't yeah. want to go back huge, to this. Huge, huge kudos novel. to you because, well, and and what's funny is we actually talked about this in that the pieces that we took on, we looked at the other pieces and we're like, I can't do this. I, I couldn't do this part. And and it's like, I'm so thankful to both of you for doing what I felt like was such a heavy lift on the pieces that you took on because I couldn't do those pieces. But I know you both felt the same way about the other pieces too. So I appreciated yeah. that we all had those different strengths. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, I'm sure a lot of people don't understand the work that can go into audio editing, it, especially with free software. Like it, it is just so much harder. Um, and that's probably one of the things that I, I hope that we evolve into the future. It's really understanding what we'll invest in, what we won't to make our lives easier. Cause we all hit that fatigue button. And I'm wondering if there's ways that we actually put the money in upfront to cut some of that fatigue to then redirect the energy, um, as we move forward and, and focus more on the technical and the structure before we start launching that way maybe some of that heavy lifting is a little bit more laid out. So, which is a good segue um, into what everybody can expect for season two. You know, like we have a lot that we've talked about this season. We have way more still on the list to, to come, but, you know, just to get a few things out of the way, you know, we are looking at different ways to get better quality audio and, and mixing, you know, right out the gate, sort of not only help Kelly, but also help the listener. Um, you know, I think we talked about doing some interviews with guests, more vagina scaries, obviously. Uh, Courtney and Kelly, what about some of the topics that you guys are looking to bring to the table? So, uh, yeah, so I am right now watching um, Working, which is a new Netflix documentary um, produced by the Obamas, and it is laid out in such an interesting way. Four episodes, I think, that follow three or four different industries and people who work at the lowest end of that industry and the highest end of that industry. So it's talking about just like in America, what are these different groups of working people and what does work look like to them? And so it's really fascinating. One thing that came out of it that I've been doing a little more reading on is uh, the notion of the group called the 9%, which is basically the people who live between the 90% who are the masses the 1% who are, you know, the, the uber wealthy that we talk about, you know, but there's apparently this group called the 9%, which actually hold more wealth than the whole 90% group also, but they're not like that uber wealthy group. It's just kind of those executives, the people who live, you know, in the nicest neighborhoods in your community, you know, those kind of people, not like not like the owners of the big public companies. Exactly. Or not, you know, not, but, not like but the, the people folks. who, right. Not the people who right. own all the sports teams, but there's a whole <laughs> group of people who are 
executives of businesses have owned their own businesses, do all these things. And I just found that to be really fascinating because it got a little into it, but not much because it wasn't the point of the podcast. But I would like to I would like to talk a little bit about that because I think we know people who live in those kind of places and maybe we aspire to to be in that segment. And then the other thing that I really want to talk about, which was the first thing we talked about in this podcast today, would be called busy bees, which is why high-functioning women pack so much into their schedules. Uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> which is us. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yes. That yeah. sounds like a great episode to talk to record one, number one <laughs> next season. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I don't have as depth of insight as you do, Courtney, into some specific topics, but there's some things that I, I think, uh, as the next few months go on, and especially in the next year of my life, um, personal reflection, you know, like going, what going through a divorce is like, and that aftermath, um, being single at 36 and what that feels like and the, um, you know, the newness of that and dating today, if that ever happens, you do that. So what does that look like? Um, you know, and I think, you know, why everyone needs therapy. We talk about that therapy in almost every episode, but I think doing something specific about that would be helpful. Um, and then of course, like porn and masturbation and self-care and, um, all of those types of things that we talk about. It's almost like pulling our uh, supper club conversations even more into the podcast um, and getting a little bit more real. And I'd love to share more of what's going on in our personal lives um, through the podcast, having kind of like a personal touch base each month, maybe once a month to really so our listeners can learn what's going on with each of us and how those, you know, in real time happenings are influencing why we have certain opinions about things. Um, I think we do a pretty good job of being real every time, but, you know, there's sometimes when we have our pre-conversation about, you know, like Lucy did some crazy shit at preschool, or, you know, I had a really challenging conversation with, with Sage, like those types of stories and experiences really do influence us how we show up. And I think providing the full context to listeners would be really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we can probably work on tying the subject we are talking about to probably that real time or real moment situation. Um, I am hoping that we can bring some conversations like toxic female leadership and what that looks like compared to really good female leadership or male leadership from a working standpoint or a client standpoint. Parenting without a village. I have a lot of friends who are in that position, right? Who are raising children and they don't have a village. And every single time I go, I don't even know how you are alive. I would just not be able to do that. And I think we need to start having those conversations so that as other folks are looking at having children or thinking about having children, what does both sides of the coin look like? Because I think sometimes you can get caught up in big life decisions and look at only the positive and and choose not to look at any of maybe the realistic approach and that or vice versa. And, um, you know, I want us to sort of bring that objective view to the table. And yes, Kelly, I'm actively waiting for you to start dating. So that could be a, a consistent series. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm gearing up for it. <laughs> like the, the top of every episode. What was the date like every week? Like be a great many highs and lows. There. <laughs> it would be really, really good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I do think that having um, interviews with guests at some point, if we incorporate that into the schedule, will really add another perspective. And Courtney, to your point, like give us some research, um, Mm -hmm. uh, research that we don't have to do that we can learn through just conversation with someone else. That would be uh, a really great way to bring even more voices to this Mm -hmm. uh, conversation than just ours. So if you are an expert... In, in your any, field. any any topic, let us know. <laughs> Submit it to the vagina scaries link. Yes, and we'll know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, ladies, I think this was a really good way to sort of wrap up season one and sort of tease out what we're working on um for season two. Anything else you guys want to add in before we do our sign-off? I am really grateful. I'm, I was going to say something sappy too. Like I'm so proud of us and I am thankful for you both. And I'm excited for next season. And I'm grateful to all of our uh, small group of listeners that have stayed with us. Thank you. Because if it had been zero, we probably would have been like, never mind, forget yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you guys. For Only us. Thanks. Right. Thanks for this Thank funny. Three, three listens every week. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I'll echo that. I'm super grateful that we did this and I'm excited for season two and for us to bring, you know, what we've learned all the way with us uh, over the summer because we're not stopping working. We'll be working all summer. Uh, on different things. So I'm so excited to do our anniversary pool party. <laughs> I am very excited for that. <laughs> Me too. Me too. We don't have a pool anymore, but we'll figure it out. Well, well my parents one. have a pool. We can go to their house. There you go. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I forgot we don't have the pool anymore. Darn it, Kelly. We'll we'll pull cra- <laughs> we'll pull crash somewhere and do that's it. A, yes, fun. I think that should be an episode right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll just get those live mics. And yes, we will do the live the mics. Mic. For sure. Well, pool. thank you to everyone who stuck with us through the ups and downs. And we hope you come back to a bigger and better uh, My Vagina Hurts Season 2, launching August 2nd, 2023. But if you miss us in between and you want to sort of see what we're doing and um, what we're working on for the podcast, as well as our real life throughout the summer, you can follow all of us on our socials at Maki Lane, at Kelly and Black, and at the underscore McNally. And of course, the pod, uh, at MBH the pod. And we will be checking in with you throughout the summer. Thanks, everybody. Yes, everyone have a fun summer. Yes, thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on My Vagina Hurts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that subscribe button. Do you have a cringeworthy vagina story that you want to share with us? Submit your vagina scaries on our website at myvaginahurts.com. As always, you can email us at hello at myvaginahurts.com and follow us on Instagram at mvhthepod and on TikTok at myvaginahurts. See you next time. Don't, 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 don't.